0: just uh, we welcome you into this time tonight god prepare our hearts to receive what you have anoint this time tonight god speak to us through your holy spirit father i thank you jesus for anointing me to preach tonight god a word that can impact us a word that can carry us forward as we go amen forward in jesus name and father we thank you we praise you forgive us for our sins lord Wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. He'll put up my title up there. Amen. We're still working through this servanthood series, and, and our topic is, what are you serving for? Amen. What are you serving for? And I, and I want us to look at this opening scripture here in Philippians. In verse 12, he says, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. How many of y'all know we all of us have to work out our own salvation? I can't work out your salvation for you. Amen. I can't work out Heather's salvation for her. I can't work out my kids' salvation for them. Amen. But he says, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Now, of course, that fear is talking about that reverence. I'm still hearing that sound. That reverence, amen, for God. Amen. Knowing who God is. Amen. Knowing, amen, that we have reverence for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But look at verse 13, it says, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. I want to stop right there for just a moment and go back to my title, will you put it up there? Amen. Amen. And my title is, what are you serving for? What is the purpose that you serve in the kingdom of God? Because this is, if we don't get this part right, how many of y'all know we are going to begin to get off course and we're not going to be able to operate and do what we do. First of all, for any type, length of time, and second of all, with the right attitude, with the right heart, and the right focus. See, we've got to realize what it is that we're serving for. Why are we serving? Well, first of all, we've got to figure out who we're serving. Amen? And, and number one thing is we're serving God because we love God, because God saved us. For some of us, God delivered us. For some of us, God healed us. He restored relationships. He filled us with his Holy Spirit. Amen. And he desires a relationship. So we serve, amen, God. But I want to share with you real quick because if we're really serving God, when it comes to serving God, I'm going to tell you what it really looks like to serve God. It means that you're gonna serve people you're serving people see it's important that we get this part right in order to be able to effectively serve in the body of Christ it's important that we get this part right in order to be able to maintain the right attitude like I was speaking about on Sunday because if not we're gonna to begin to say what am I getting out of this what am I doing this for? What is my purpose for what I'm doing? What is my drive? What is my motivation? What is it that continues uh, for me to get out there and do what I do? Is it because I'm expecting something back? Well, if that's your focus and that is your motivation I'm going to tell you right now when it comes to serving amen the king of kings and the lord of lords and when it comes to serving in the house of God you're going to fall away so what I'm saying to you today is that we can't lose sight of the reason that we're doing the work see this isn't for people that are selfish this isn't for people that are focused on themselves and amen oh it's all about how they can uh, what they can get out of it or or any of that it's about serving god because we love him because he saved us and when we're serving God then we're really serving people. And I want to share this with you with you because when it comes to serving people, without people there would be no churches. Without people, there is no ministry. See, God is about the people. You know, we know that God loves sinners even though he hates sin. So if we're going to serve God, if we're going to serve in the kingdom of God with the right attitude and the right heart, how many of y'all know we're going to begin to serve people? Because God is about people. God is about souls. So realistically, we are serving people. The Bible says that Jesus, amen, came to serve, and Jesus serves us so that we can serve others. This is the attitude that we have to have. Because if we lose sight of what it's all about, amen, we might begin to be, want to give up. We might not want to be motivated to serve anymore. We might begin to think, you know what, they're, they're not, they're, it's not worth it. But when you're focused in this direction... And you know what it is that you're doing and why you're doing it, amen. It's so we can reach people. It's so that we can invest in people. It's about souls coming into the kingdom of God. It's about people falling in love with Jesus, amen. It's about people getting saved. It's about people getting set free. It's about people walking in the fullness of God. It's about people getting equipped. It's about people. Ministry is about people. If you don't like people, amen, you need to ask God to change your heart, amen, because you're not going to do too well serving in ministry. You're not going to do too well serving in the church. And people can be tough sometimes. Are y'all with me today? I know some of you would uh, just rather not have to deal with any anybody whatsoever. You say, well, I just want to do my building and I'm going to do my construction and whatever I do and and, and I don't want to and as long as I don't have to mess with anybody but how many all know that stuff you're building is so that somebody can get inside of it we don't build a building so we can just look at it from the outside I mean maybe they do I don't know you know the Statue of Liberty but even then you can get inside of there Are y'all with me? So we need to remember that ministry is about people. And amen. And so we are working, when we're doing ministry, when we're serving in the church, we're working for people. And we're loving people. If you don't have a love for people, you need to ask God to begin to give you a love for people. You got to have a love for God, but you have to have a love for people. Because that's what ministry is about. It's about investing in people. It's about serving people. It's about, in the worship team, it's about bringing bringing people into the presence of God. It's not about uh, us up here, amen, showing that we are, you know, great musicians or great preachers. If I got up here so that I could show how uh, great of a preacher I was... I would be missing the point. The point is is that I'm preaching something that's going to impact the hearts of the people so that they can go forward and serve God more effectively. So that they can go forward and fight the devil more effectively. So that they can go forward, amen, and be effective in reaching the community. That's why he says it's about making disciples. It's about making disciples. Jesus' command was to make disciples. Disciples. Amen. Amen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Making disciples is about making people. You know, before I came to Christ, I wasn't real thrilled about people. I didn't really like people a whole lot. Unless I could use you for something. Are y'all with me today? But God changed my heart. And hopefully God's changing your heart. Because what it really boils down to is that daily we're giving our lives for others. We're giving our lives, amen, up. We're sacrificing so others can live. Jesus laid down his life and gave of his life so that everybody else could live eternally. So when you're a servant, you're giving and serving of your life, amen, for the sake of others. And if you have any other motivation for serving than that, then you're off course and you're not going to last. That's why it's not about serving ourself. That's why you can't be focused on self. It's no longer about us anymore. And when we begin to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, then everything else will be added unto you. When you begin to serve others and you begin to focus on others and invest in others and pour into others, then God's going to begin to pour into you. That's what he says. He says, those who water will be watered themselves. Those who give to others, amen, I'm going to give it to them. Are you all with me today? It says sowing and reaping. Amen. So it's about others. People are the very reason that we're called to the work. If there wasn't any people, we wouldn't have any work to do. We can't forget what it's all about, saints. And we've always got to be looking for opportunity to minister to people. We've always got to be looking for an opportunity to minister to people. We've got to be looking for it. Jesus was always looking for an opportunity to minister to somebody. Whether it was when he was building something, or whether it was when he was sharing in the synagogues, or whether it was when he was walking down the roads, amen, or wherever it was. He looked for an opportunity to minister to the people. You and I've got to be looking for opportunities to minister to the people. Are y'all with me today? You don't have to be a pastor in order to minister to other people. You don't have to know every single book of the Bible in order to minister to other people. But if we're looking for these opportunities, I'm telling you, we're going to be blessed. And we're going to be effective servants, amen, in the kingdom of God. So what are we serving for? We're serving so we can impact the people. We want to impact this community. We want to impact, amen, this state. We want to impact these surrounding states. We want to impact these nations for Jesus. Amen. What are we wanting to impact? The people. We're wanting to impact souls. Whether they're believers or whether they're not believers. You know, we might get an opportunity to, 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 to serve some people that are not believers. We're, we're praying right now about doing a, a, a hallelujah harvest with ben, the city of Ben Wheeler. And there's going to be a lot of unsaved people there. We're going to be ministering to unbelievers as well as Believers. I don't know about you, but I want to reach some unbelievers. I don't just want to, when we, when we build this new church and we kick it off, I don't just want a bunch of people coming from other churches. I mean, if they need a church home, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, if they fall in love with us, there's a lot to love about us. Us is y'all, us. They're going to fall in love with us. Amen. Probably y'all before me. Amen. God is good, amen? So whether they're believers or unbelievers, amen, we're here to serve them and we're here to work for them. We ask ourselves, what are we doing this for? We're not doing this to make ourselves look good. We're not doing this to make a name for ourselves. We're not doing this, amen, so that we can, you know what I'm saying, be super spiritual or so that we can, you know, be recognized as, as, as you know, for our, all of our works. I mean, if that's what we're looking at, that's what our reward's going to be, amen. But I'm going to tell you this, if you are the type of person who gets upset For the type of work that you have to do, then you need to begin to judge your attitude and you need to begin to judge your heart. Because a lot of times what will happen is that means that you're beginning to lose sight of the people. Are y'all with me today? In whatever capacity we're serving, it's for the people. If we're the one that has to clean this room, it's for the people if we're the one that has to set up the chairs, it's for the people. If we're the ones that has to clean the bathroom, it's for the people. If we're the ones that have to park cars, it's for the people. If we're at the ones that have to sit up there and welcome them, it's for the people. If we're the ones that have to preach, it's for the people. If we're the one that has to do the music, it's for the people. It's so that the people can enter into the presence of God. That's why we're doing it. And if we do it in that manner, then we're going to prepare ourselves accordingly. We're going to have to focus accordingly. Because it's not about us anymore. Amen. It's about them. You've got to develop a heart for the people. Jesus had compassion on the people when he saw them. And he saw their condition and everything else. Are you all with me today? We can't lose sight of this. Because our work is to direct people to a life-changing experience with Jesus Christ. And all of us, when we begin to grab a hold of that, amen... And we really want to see that begin to happen. And that is our drive. That is our motivation. That is our goal. Amen. Then that, then we're going to begin to operate accordingly. We're going to begin to operate in the spirit of excellence. We're going to begin to give 110%. We're going to begin to show up on time and early. We're going to be prayed up when we show up. Amen. We're going to have the right attitude. We're going to have the right heart. We're going to have the right mindset. We're going to have the right focus. We're going to have the right drive. Amen. Amen. I'm coming here today so that somebody, amen, can experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. And if that's going to happen by me shaking their hand, amen, and smiling with a real genuine smile at the front door, then thank you, Jesus. If that's going to happen by me getting out there and parking cars and be welcoming them with the right focus, amen, with the right spirit, then thank you, Jesus. If that is going to mean that I go and I serve in a children's church, amen, and and I go spend time in there because there's a need, amen, right there, then that's what we're going to do. It's about the people. But some of us are still stuck on ourselves. We've got to grow up out of that. We've got to get past that. It's okay when you first get saved to be like that. But some of us have been saved for some years now. Are you all with me today? And I believe when we grab a hold of that, and our whole focus to coming to the house of God, our focus is to create an environment all the way from the parking lot to the children's church, amen, to the sanctuary, to the bathrooms. And that is all of our mindset right here because this is the core group. This is the, this is the pillars, amen. This is the, this is the ones that are here. This is us. And when we grab a hold of that, and we're not just coming here so that we can hear a few good songs, and so that we can, amen, be able to just, you know, do our thing or whatever. Are y'all with me? We all need to come together and worship. We all need to come together and hear a word. But you ought to be feeding yourself, amen. You ought to be worshiping, but by by the time, from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, You don't just come here to worship. Why? Because y'all, amen, are men and women of God. Y'all ain't baby new believers. So quit acting like it. Because our work is to direct people to the life-changing experience with Christ. And we've got to begin to get that mindset. I'm telling you, in the book of Acts, they had that mindset. They were on one mind and one heart. Amen. And their one mind and one heart and their focus was to get the gospel forward to reach, amen, and impact the world. And they were very successful. That's got to become our mindset. Everybody in here, amen, all the way from the second row back. That needs to be your mindset. Are y'all with me today? We've got to get ready. We've got to get prepared. Come on now. It's not just the pastor's job to think like that. It's not just the associate pastor's job to think like that. It's not just the the people that are, you know, it's, it's us. This is our church. We make up the church. If all of y'all left today and all I had was a building, there wouldn't be a church. There'd be a church building, but there wouldn't be a church. Because a church is the people. We can lose this building and still be a church if we stay connected. Whether we had to preach open air or whether we had to set up a tent, amen, or whether we, you know what I'm saying? Whether we had to go under my barn over there and preach. Are y'all with me today? Y'all need to start taking some ownership. And y'all are. and So, you know, it's not all about... What you're not doing, y'all are doing it. But I want you to get this mindset because I want you to look at it concerning everything you do is in order to impact the people. How can I most effectively impact them? Amen. Impact them in in an effective way. Impact them with a smile. Impact them with a proper greeting. Impact them with sincerity of heart. Impact them with things being prepared. Impact them with the Holy Spirit being present. Impact them with worship. Amen. That's going to impact them. Impact them with a word that's going to impact them. Amen. Impact the people. Amen. Provide a, a thing in children's church where they come in there and the kids get fed. Amen. And their the kids are excited because we're excited. Amen. And we're, we're happy about Jesus. Amen. But when we're all caught up in ourselves, we can't do that. And when we come in, we think that we're coming here, amen, for what we can receive. We got the wrong focus. We're not just Sunday and Wednesday Christians, amen. And if you are, you need to repent. We're Christians from Monday through Sunday, 7, 24, 7. We wake up worshiping, we wake up praying, we wake up speaking the word, we wake up listening to sermons, amen, we go to bed, amen, praying, we go to bed worshiping, we go to bed lifting to sermons. This is our lifestyle, this is what we do, this is what we do, this is how we live. We eat, sleep, and drink Jesus. I don't care if you're working, amen, on another truck. I don't care if you're working a normal job. I don't care what it is. I worked a normal job. I know what it's like to work a normal job. I was working construction. And guess what? If you were hanging out with me, all you heard was Jesus. I was singing praise and worship songs. Praying. Because that's what we do. Are y'all with me today? God wants to use us to impact this place, this community. The people. God's concerned with the people. And he's concerned with those that are lost or those that are backslidden. I'm going to say he's not concerned with us. He loves us. He's concerned with us. but He knows we're good. We may struggle a little here and there. We may deal with our own little battles and, you know what I'm saying? But we're, we're there. We're good. There's got to be a transition. There's got to be a time where we transition and to be all about us and to us begin to focus and give out to others. And I know the enemy wants so bad to keep us so focused on all of us and all of our problems and all of this that we don't have and all that and everything else. Amen. But the most effective way, the biggest cure for that is to serve. That's the best cure. You want the cure out of your own uh, garbage? Serve. You want to overcome your own stuff from consuming you? Serve. Serve. Hello? It'll get you out of yourself. You won't be all consumed by yourself. Are y'all with me today? Even when, man, I, whenever I, even when I did Celebrate Recovery, Celebrate Recovery is like a 12 steps of Christian version of that. We would get the people to a point to where they could serve. And when they begin to serve, they were Good. All of a sudden your problems begin to you know kind of get a little smaller, a little more manageable. You're investing in other people. And God begins to bless you, and God begins to handle your stuff. Are y'all with me today? And we've got to learn, and I said this on Sunday, but we've got to learn to be thankful for where, where we're at. We should always be thankful for the place where God has us. We should be thankful, amen, for the church where God has allowed us to be a part. We should be thankful for the people that God has placed in our lives. You've always got to maintain thankfulness. Amen, that's that's your biggest weapon. That's your your, your greatest weapon that you have is to remain grateful and to remain thankful. Are you all with me today? And so you ought to be thankful about where you're at. Even if you're in the home, be thankful for where you're at. Hello, you're not out there, amen, locked up. You're not a, in a ditch, amen. You're not strung out. You're not stealing. You're not robbing. Amen. You're not cheating, amen. Come on now. We got to remain thankful. You know, a lot of times, there's, like I said before, there's things that we want to change. We want some things to change. But we've got to learn to trust and we've got to learn to wait on God. And if we want some things to change, sometimes we've got to learn to begin to go and get in prayer, amen, and ask God to begin to change them. If you don't like the way something is, or, amen, you know what I do about it? I go pray about it. If I don't like the way my wife's treating me, amen, you know what I do? I go pray, ask God to change her heart. And he does. In his time. I might deserve whatever it is I'm getting. I don't know. Hello? Or God might be developing something in me how to love the unlovable. He might be developing that in you right now. It's not, you know. I know I've been very unlovable, amen, over the years. I'm getting a little more lovable these days. God's working on me, softening my heart. Amen. I used to be like a drill instructor. Still am sometimes. But it wasn't just in the home. It was at my house. It was everywhere. With my kids, with my wife, with everything what it was God is good amen and I shared this but we've got to be thankful in good times and difficult times amen. Paul said you've got to be thankful in everything you've got to learn to be thankful even when things aren't going your way when things aren't right when things may not even be fair And you don't see things the way that you want to see them. You think they should be. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. Victory begins in thankfulness. If you can remain grateful, you'll remain victorious. If you can remain thankful, you'll remain content. And if you'll remain thankful, you'll be able to serve effectively. Effectively. You serve out of your gratitude. You serve out of your thankfulness. That's why you can't forget what God's done for you. You can't forget where you've come from. You can't forget those things. Amen. Some of us need a reminder. We forget so easily. So quickly do we forget. I don't don't forget, amen, whenever, uh, you know what I'm saying, I had done, went and Uh, spent all the money and everything else and we were having to regroup and start all over and we were having to go and get groceries from the church amen every single week just to be able to eat are y'all with me today i don't forget when i was in a little apartment complex that was full of cockroaches amen and every single time that uh Every single time that the neighbors would spray, they would just run our way, and then we'd spray, and they'd run their way, and then they'd spray, and we'd run that way. Yeah, I don't forget that when they'd be crawling all over the countertop. You ever lived in an apartment you can't get rid of, cockro- get rid of cockroaches? Yeah, whenever you spray, they just move somewhere. they just, you know, pack up and move, and then they come right back. And it was, it, you know... And one of my kids had to sleep on the couch, amen? Because I had boys and girls, and I only had two bedrooms. Are y'all with me today? I'm going to read to you. I'm going to jump over real quick. I'm gonna, I want, and I shared about this, but I want you to see this, this attitude, this perspective that uh, Paul had. In chapter one and verse fifteen, and he says here, some to be sure are preaching Christ even from envy and strife, but some also from goodwill. In other words, some of them were preaching the gospel because they were envious and they had and they you know was strife. It wasn't for the right reason. It wasn't for the right motive. But some also from goodwill, verse 16, the latter do it out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition rather than from pure motives, thinking to cause me distress in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in this I rejoice. I rejoice. In other words, the people were preaching to add affliction to Paul at this time, right? Because he was imprisoned. But through this, he didn't develop the wrong attitude, right? But instead he rejoiced over the fact that at least Christ was being preached. Are y'all with me? But I'm gonna I'm gonna move right here. So in verse 13 of chapter 2, which is where I started, he says, For it is God who is at work in you. God is the one that is in work at work in you. God is the one that is working through you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So if you're serving in the spirit, you're serving because God is at work within you. Amen. And what's gonna be produced is, amen, gonna be what's gonna be pleasing to him. So it's God that's at work in you. It's that God that's working through you, amen, in order to impact the people, in order to, amen, produce something that's pleasing to him. In other words, it's no longer about, amen, what's gonna be your will be done, but it's his will be done. It's no longer about what you like, but it's about what he likes. It's no longer about for amen. For your amen. I lost my train of thought, but thank you, Jesus. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Look at verse 14. Do all things without grumbling and disputing. Look at that. He said, do all things. Even if you don't like what you were asked to do, there's some things we would rather do than other things. But if you're a true servant of the Lord, you're just wanting to serve God and you're going to do whatever's needed. You're going to serve in whatever capacity is needed. We're not going to say, you know what, I, I, I'll serve, but I'll just serve if, uh, if I'm up on stage. Or I'll serve, but I'm only going to serve if it's in a way that, uh, you know, that I like, in an area of helps that I like. Well, what if there's a need? How many of y'all know there's some needs? If you really, truly are here with the right focus and the right motivation, you're going to want to fulfill that need. I'm not good with children, but if they ask, if, I, if there's a need in children's church, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to have my butt in that children's church. Do I think God's anointed me for that? No. Do I think that he would? Yeah, I'll stir that spirit up. Amen. And ask him for some wisdom and some revelation and some favor. Pray to God that I don't scare the kids to death, you know. I mean, I, you know, things have changed for me. I think God's given me some favor. But I, all the kids used to run from me. They were scared. The kids at school, uh, Gracie and Alex's friends, are still scared. I'm like, like I'm a monster or something, man. What? I, I told them one time, I said, rah. No, I'm serious. Recently. What are y'all scared of y'all must be in sin y'all must be doing something y'all ain't supposed to be doing and I understand that I used to not smile and stuff like that I was focused I was in a zone I was you know what I'm saying serious you know I try to smile more But I'm just telling you, man, if there was a need in children's church, I'd be in children's church. If there's a need in the youth, I'd be in the youth. If there's a need in the parking lot, I'll be in the parking lot. If there's a need at the well, I'm going to do it. Amen. I was telling the ladies the other day, you want to know what I do whenever there's nobody to do it? I do it. Amen. If there's nobody that's going to go do it with the right heart, amen, with the right focus, amen. And the, you know, I'm going to go do it. Because I want to see the people impacted. I want to see, amen, the gospel go forward. Are y'all with me today? And I've proven that because I've had a church where there wasn't any help. I had the soundboard up here on the stage, amen, which there was no stage. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? And I I would, you know, I would hit play on the music for for the tracks. Then I'd lead the praise and worship. I mean, by the grace of God, you know, God brought some help. But that's what you do. And I used to preach better then than I preach now. Because I was all fired up, man, because I had been leading praise and worship for the last 35, 40 minutes. I was anointed, on fire. I'm going to tell you, back then, you had to really, really be com- committed to serve, because the children's church was in a room right behind a stage, and it was a small room, and it was hot, and, and, and all of a sudden, God would bring all these kids, like 12, 12 to 20 kids, man, in this room, and it was also the men's dorm. Men's dorm, yeah, it smelled funky. <laughs> and back then, I preached for at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, I didn't know how to preach anything less than an hour. And if I had a sermon, I was going to finish it all. We weren't going home until it was done. That's just how it was. You know, these young preachers, they're on fire, amen, and they're going to, you know, they're going to preach for a while. God is good, amen. The only thing I had going for us is we were going to feed them afterwards so they'd hang around for the food. the people i remember those ladies they'd be back there and then you know if you have a room that's right behind there and there's a door entering there and then they got to be quiet for that hour to hour and a half while i'm preaching because you know they got to keep all these kids quiet
1: they're in a room right
0: there that's tough and to think that you'd even come back again for that shows that you're committed they wanted to see the people blessed and they wanted to see those kids receive jesus and they wanted to see the parents be able to get fed so that they could begin to grow in the grace and knowledge of jesus christ and be able to begin to stabilize in their life they had they had some kind of stabilization in their life their life wasn't perfect but they had enough to where they could, you know, feed themselves and they could maintain, you know what I'm saying, a- a- in order for other people to get blessed. Because if there wouldn't have been anybody in there with those kids, those parents wouldn't have been able to come. And some of them had like five kids that didn't bathe. Or change their diapers ahead of time. they had a heart for the people. They had a heart to serve and see people impacted by Jesus. Amen? We've got to grab that focus back. What are you serving for? What are we doing this for? What are we even here for? So that we can just, you know what I'm saying, feel a little uh, fuzzy feeling when we come here. Well, yeah, maybe if you've only been saved for about a month or two or three. Yeah, I guess I can understand that. But the fuzzy feeling thing, that's got to pass. You know what I'm saying? It's time to grow up. God wants to bring us to maturity. Mature people serve and they do whatever needs to be done. I'm here. I'm available. Whatever needs to be done, I'll do it. You know, there's certain areas I'm not very good at, you know what I mean? But I'll do it. And those are the people that God uses, and those are the people that God raises up. Those are the people that God blesses with their own ministry. Those are the people that God ends up developing into pastors and pastors' wives and worship pastors and all that. Those are the people. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. He'll develop you through his anointing. He'll give you the words to share when you need to. He'll give you the ability to speak and to preach and to sing. He can take your voice. It can be, you know, the dogs can start howling when you sing. And he, if he wants to take it and anoint it, he can make it sound beautiful. He can do it. Are you all with me? Or you can be uglier than it could be. The dog's scared of you, man, and he'll put his anointing on you and make you look good. I'm going to read down through that scripture, verse 15, verse 14, actually, so do all things without grumbling or disputing, do all things, do all things, do it all without grumbling, man, are, when they're asked to go do something, are you sitting there grumbling about it, man, I got to go do this, man, I got to go do that, they always ask me to go do this, I always ask me to go do that, they're always got to be the one that has to go do this, I'm not the one. sit down and shut up grumbling why do I always got to do this didn't you just eat or I'm fasting why do I have to do the dishes God is good amen so do all things without grumbling or disputing. Disputing. Don't dispute. Just obey. Just do it. We want to dispute everything. Well, I don't think that this is the most effective way for me to be uh, used. I don't think this is uh, applying all my strengths and all my abilities in the most effective way. Well, can you do it or not? Just let me know. If you can't, I won't put you on the list. I won't be counting on you. But if I'm going to put you on the list and I'm counting on you, I need you to be there because I'm counting on you. We tell God we want to be used by God, and then we start getting used by God, and all of a sudden we start grumbling grumbling and complaining and disputing because we don't like the way God's using us. Well, didn't you say you want to be used by God? That's what happens. I didn't mean I wanted to be used like this. You know? And it, all, and it all starts from what is, what, what am I, you know, what is your motive? What is, what is driving you? What are you serving for? Is it what you're getting out of this? Is it the recognition? Is it the pat on the back? Is it so you can look super spiritual? Is it so the leadership and pastors can see you to give you a promotion? Or some money? You know, and people, you know, people, we're, we're, we're worthy of our, our labor. We're worthy of our work. You know what I'm saying? It even says that in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Even as preachers and everything else. But, but if that's the reason why I'm doing it, I'm in the wrong profession. If I'm doing this because I'm getting something out of it, then I've got it all backwards. And you're not going to be blessed, and it won't last. Because one thing God will do is he will take you into the desert, amen, at first and see where your heart's at. He will check you right off the bat. Because he don't want you in there if that's what it's all about. So there may be some times when you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay the darn electric bill in order to keep the thing going. Much less give yourself a salary. There's going to be all, God will test you. The devil will tempt you, but God will test you. Are y'all with me today? And if you pass the test, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to keep reading. So that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. So the first thing he says is do all things without grumbling and disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. In other words, when you're grumbling and disputing and complaining, you're automatically showing that you are they're showing your heart. You're showing your motive. Well, thank you, Jesus, for showing you us uh, showing your heart. At least we know what we're working with now. I pray God changes your heart. Are you all with me today? Sometimes God, he'll give you the very worst job there possibly is to see see where you're at, see what you're willing to do. Verse 15, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent. Children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. that's going to what's make us be the light in the world is when we can serve amen without grumbling without complaining without receiving anything back amen in other words they say why are these people doing this why are these people blessing us with this food why are these people giving uh, their time why are these people willing to you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like these churches that have like a Mother's Day out. You know what I'm saying? They have a Mother's Day out. Why are these people doing this? Well, so we can bless you as a mother to go and maybe get your shopping done without having a child, you know, screaming in your ear. But if there's nobody that has a heart for that, we won't have a Mother's Day out. But we probably need one in the right time. You know what I mean? Especially since, I, you know, people are going to be having babies. In Jesus' name. That's what happens. People get married and they have babies. Praise the Lord. We'll save that lesson for later. But in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you appear as lights in the world. We need to be appear as lights in the world. Verse 16. Holding fast the word of life. Amen. The word of God. The word of life. Holding it fast. Holding it in our hearts. So that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory. Because look at this. Because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. Hello. In other words, when we hold fast to the word of God, the word of life, and we run this race that's been set before us, then we know that we didn't run it in vain. We didn't toil in vain. Because we're not just those that hear the word, but we're those that do the word. We're holding the word in our hearts. We're serving God and serving people. Amen. And know that it's not in vain. It's not in vain. Our toil isn't in vain. Our labor isn't in vain. Our service isn't in vain. Our sacrifice isn't in vain. Our investment's not in vain. Come on, you've got to know it's not in vain. If you're doing it for yourself, it's all in vain. But if you're doing it for God, it's not. And you're going to be storing up some treasures in heaven, man. You've got to have the right focus. You've got to know why you're serving. You've got to know what you're serving for. And you've got to know who you're serving. You'll have a reason to glory. You'll have a reason to rejoice. Because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain. Verse 17, but even if I am being poured out, look at this. Some of y'all feel like this right now. But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. Some of y'all are pouring out your life. You're pouring out your time. You're pouring out your resources. You're pouring out your wisdom. You're pouring it out. You're pouring it out. You're pouring it out. But even if I'm being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. Even when I'm being poured out, amen, when I'm pouring out, when I'm sacrificing, I still, amen, share my joy. I still rejoice. Next verse. You too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. I'm going to ask the worship team to come forward. You don't want to run this race in vain. I'm going to tell you if you're serving for the right reason, you're not running in vain. If you're here for the right reason, you're not running in vain. If you're coming to the house of God with the right focus, with the right attitude, amen, and that is to see others blessed, you're not running in vain. You're not serving in vain. Even if you're being poured out, amen, like a drink offering, come on, even if it's upon a sacrifice, after sacrifice, after sacrifice, after sacrifice, it's not in vain, you don't run in vain. You don't toil in vain. You don't labor in vain. You may be giving up your talents. You may be giving up your time. You may be doing all this, amen, for, for the kingdom of God. You can't lose focus here. You can't lose, amen, sight of what it is. And the enemy wants to do most anything. He wants to get you to where you lose sight of it. He wants you to get and say, what are you getting out of this? How is this benefiting you? How is this improving your life? That's what he gets you to focus on. And if he can get you into that trap, you're out of there. If he can get you in that mindset, you will get out of the will of God. And that's his goal, is to get you out of the will of God the will of God is about serving and it's serving people and it's of giving of yourself and it's of sacrificing it's of being poured out so others can be blessed so others can receive it amen so others amen come on now we're about to build a church and yeah, we're going to get to enjoy it. But the reality is is we're not building that with 500 seats so that we can sit there and look at 500 seats. We're doing it so that there can be 500 souls in there getting blessed. Amen. With the anointing of God, with the spirit of God, with the word of God, with the love of God, with the anointing of God. That's why we're doing it. That's why we're doing it. No other reason. That's so that we can say, hey, you know, look, we got the biggest church building in town. Well, that doesn't mean anything if there isn't anybody in it. That don't mean nothing if there ain't anybody in it. Huh? Ministry is about people. The kingdom of God is about people. Serving God is about people. God wants to use you in order to impact people. God wants to use you in order to share the love of God with people. God wants to use you, amen, in order to invest in people. for the people for the people those of you serving in ministry that's committed to full time ministry it's for the people and God will bless you through it God will provide what you need God will fill you up God will bless your marriage God will bless your kids God will bless your life Come on, stand to your feet tonight.